0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you might be listening. Welcome to the Back Roads Preacher podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Randy Barker, and I'm excited to have you here with us today. Today, I want to try yet once again another approach for doing this podcast. As you've probably been able to tell from the first few episodes, I've I've kind of been struggling a little bit of of getting things going. I hope that you've enjoyed those episodes. But to me, they just, they haven't quite come out the way that I wanted them to, the way that I had planned for them to come out. So I'm going to try a different approach here today. I'm going to try to just kind of shoot from the hip. I'm a preacher. I've been a preacher for quite a few years now. I've pastored multiple churches. Have been an evangelist for several many revivals as well as just traveling around as an evangelist. I have preached, and the glory goes to God, I have preached over 2,900 sermons. So I've got some experience in preaching the Word. And when I started this podcast, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to how to do it. So I started going through different strategies, different approaches. And what I found as I got to this episode, that I basically went through the same steps, the same approaches that I did when I was first starting to preach and going through my my ministerial training. I started trying to write things out in manuscripts. I started seeking other sources to to find ways to make it sound better. Then I tried some episodes with um, just outlines. That's how my preaching was. I started out manuscript and I went to outlines. And now I'm one of those preachers that I just preach. I just let let the Holy Spirit speak through me. And that's what I'm trying today on this podcast and and I'm hoping and trusting that it will work. And I'm hoping and trusting that this will just be the way that I will do the podcast from this point forward. That I will just get on here and just speak, just preach. Just let the Holy Spirit lead. If, if He's telling me to teach through a, a subject, then that's what I'll do. If He's telling me just to witness and testify, then that's what I'll do. If, if He's telling me to preach a certain story or a certain passage, then that's what I will do. I'm not going to worry about how long each episode takes. That's another thing that I was doing that that was bothering me. I wanted to try to get the episodes up to 45 minutes or longer, and they was falling short of that. Now, this one might go 45 minutes, and it might not go nowhere near that. But I'm just going to let the Spirit lead and just speak to you from whatever He gives me. I'm a, I consider myself an expository preacher. I like to go through books. Um, when I'm going through characters, I like to go from the beginning and on. So we might do that for a few episodes. We might get into a book and we might jump around. I don't know. Just as the Spirit leads, um, here give me, I believe, what He wants you, the listener, to receive. So let's get started. And as we do, let's do the one thing we haven't done in any of the episodes yet. Let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Dear, kind, and most precious Heavenly Father. Lord, I want to thank you for your goodness. I want to thank you for your grace. For your mercy, for your kindness, for your compassion, for your protection and your provisions. I want to thank you for this ministry, for this podcast. I want to thank you for everyone that's out there listening today. Lord, I don't know who's listening and I don't know what they're going through, what they're facing. There might be some with sickness, with disease, with aches and pains. There, there might be some that's bound by addictions, habits, temptations, sins struggling with, with different things, going through different situations and circumstances. Some have maybe received bad news from a doctor, to either for them or for a loved one. Some have maybe just lost a loved one, and they're hurting, and, and they're, they're grieving. Lord, whatever the need, whatever the situation of those that's listening, of those that's going to be listening, I pray that you will bless them. I pray that you will intercede on their behalf because you are the God that can do all things but fail. You're able. You're in control. You're magnificent, majestic, and wonderful. Father, as I present this message here today, I pray that you will pour your anointing upon me from my head to my toes and everywhere in between. I pray that you will Guide my words, guide my thoughts. I pray that you will help me as I, as I preach what I believe you're giving to me to preach. As you give it to me, help me to deliver it without compromise, without apology, without regret. And help it to fall upon the ears of those that need to hear. And I will give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for all things. For you are worthy of that praise. In Jesus' most wonderful and holy name, amen and amen. You might notice, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, that there's been a couple of times that I preached from Romans chapter 1, that there's been a couple of times that I preached from Genesis And that's because I've been torn as to what to do and how to start this podcast. But I think since it's a new ministry, since this episode is going to mark a new beginning and a new approach to podcasting and to this podcast episode and podcast ministry period, I think that we should just start in the beginning. And just kind of work our way through. Not going in depth, not going detail by detail, verse by verse, or anything like that. Just as the Lord leads. But as we do, and as we begin in the beginning, we see that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. From that, we see that In the beginning, God was already there, that there was already an uncreated creator, an unmade maker, an unparalleled God that was there. Can I explain that? No. Do I understand that? Not at all. Can I tell you where he was or what he did before creation? No, I can't. Did he create other places? Possibly. He's a creator. That's what creators do. But what I do know is that he has always been, and he will always be. And the fact that I can't understand that, and the fact that I can't wrap my mind around that, don't discourage me. You know, a lot of people they say, "Well, I just can't understand that about God, or I can't understand that uh, about the Bible." Listen, I'm going to say something right now that I hope you understand. If we could explain everything there is to know about God, if we could could wrap our minds around everything there is to know about God, if we could put God in a little box and contain Him in our little human brains, well, to me, that wouldn't be a God worth serving. That wouldn't be a God worth worshiping. But the fact that He's so much bigger than my human comprehension, the fact that He's so much bigger than my human understanding, the fact that he's so much bigger than anything in my life, is what gives me confidence to serve him, is what gives me a reason to praise him and worship him. Because that allows me to know that he's big enough to handle anything that I might go through. He's big enough to handle any problem that I might have. So in the beginning, God, already there, created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning of time as we know it, God created all things. Nothing has ever been created without God, and all things that have been created were created by God. What a great, big, awesome, and wonderful, and, and mighty God. Now, in the opening verses of Genesis, we're told that God created all things. There's a lot of wonderful points that I could preach from them verses a lot of things that I could talk about a lot of different directions that I could could go but but I just don't feel led to go in that direction here today so so I just want to point out that in the first 5 days of creation he created everything that there is the birds the bees the lions tigers and bears the trees the flowers The sun, the moon, the stars, the rivers, the oceans, the seas, the the dry land, the valleys, the plains, the mountains. He created it all. And then on that sixth day, he created his crowning achievement. Mankind. He created us. And what did he do With all of the rest of the things that he had created. He gave them to man. He said here. Rule over them. Subdue them. Have dominion over them. They're yours. I give them to you. And from that we see why God created everything to start with. It was because he wanted a relationship with you and me. He wanted a relationship with man. We find that God would come down in the cool of the day and that he would walk with man and talk with man. That he would would commune and fellowship with man. And that's what God always wanted. That's what God always intended, that was his reason, that was his purpose for creating it all. But we find that something happened. We find that the sneaky snake, the subtle serpent... No good liar, Satan. He came into the garden and he deceived and tricked Eve. You see, God had told man that I'm giving you all of this. Do with it what you want. All of the trees and all of the herbs and all of the plants is good for food. Eat it. Enjoy it. Use it. Benefit from it. Only do not eat from that tree. Knowledge of good and evil. For the moment you do. You will surely die. So Satan comes into the garden. And he asks Eve. Did God say that you could eat of all the trees. In the garden. She said. He said we could eat of all the trees. Except for that one. And that if we ate of that one, we would die. No, you will not surely die, Satan said. In fact, your eyes will be opened and you will become as God. Sounds pretty good, don't it? And when she saw it was something to be desired, she took of the fruit and she ate and then she took to her husband, Adam, and, and he ate and sinned, her into the world and death by sin. Now, God came down shortly after they had sinned. And he called out to Adam, Adam or Arto. I want you to know something. God is. He knows everything. He's everywhere. He sees everything. There's nothing that God can't do. There's nothing that God don't know. So he knew where Adam was. So why did he cry out? Adam, where art thou? I believe it's because he was giving him an opportunity to confess. An opportunity to come to God. To cry out for grace and mercy. To beg for forgiveness. To confess the wrongs that he had done. And here's what I believe. I believe. That if. Adam had done that. We would have an entirely different story. Of human history. That everything that we see in the Bible from this point on would be different. Now, I have no way of knowing that. But I believe I know the nature and the character of my God. You see, God tells us that if we sin, we can come unto Him. We can confess those sins. And if we confess those sins that he will be just and faithful to forgive us, to cleanse us of all righteousness. So knowing the nature and the character of my God, the way that I do, I believe if Adam would have confessed his sins, that God would have forgiven him. That the rest of the story would have been changed right then and there. But Adam didn't. He done what we also often do. He started passing the buck. He started making excuses. He started putting the blame on other people in other situations. He said, Well, you see, this woman that you gave me, he's blaming the woman, first of all. And he's blaming God even. Well, God, you gave her to me. And she took and, and she brought me the fruit and I ate it. What was I supposed to do? And he passes the buck instead of just owning, instead of just confessing and just just saying, God, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And I believe God would have. But after Adam passed the buck and put the blame on Eve, God looked at Eve and said, what is it that you have done? God already knew that too. So what was he doing? He was given her an opportunity to confess. You see, we each have to make the choice for ourselves. I would love for the entire world to be saved. I have loved ones that are lost and on their way to a devil's hell, and I would love for them to be saved. I pray for them constantly. But the bottom line is, I cannot get saved for them just as... Those before me could not get saved for me. And I cannot save anyone either. Only Jesus can do that. And each one of us has to make the decision for ourselves to come to Christ, to say yes. To what he has done for us. He wants to save you. But he won't force you. See God could have changed everything around. He's God. He could have just hit the rewind button. He could have prevented it from happening to start with. But they had to have a choice. I've had a lot of people ask me over the years, why did God put that tree in the garden in the first place? We wouldn't be in this mess today if not for that tree. Because there had to be a choice, just as there has to be a choice today. And each one of us has to make that choice for ourselves. God could force us to serve him. God could force us to bow down and worship him. He could have created us robotic with no, no option and no choice. But God loves us and he wants us to love him. And in order for it to be love, there has to be an option involved. There has to be a choice involved. There has to be. So he gave them that opportunity. And what did they do? They both passed the buck. Adam said, this woman that you gave to me, she brought me the fruit. She did it. And she said, well, Satan came and this serpent came and tricked me. You know, the devil made me do it defense. People have been using that one for years. Well, the devil made me do it. No, he didn't. Listen, I've lived a sinful life. I'm not proud of that. Before Christ, I was into drugs and alcohol, jails and prisons, one night stands, parties, and all the rest. And I want to tell you something. The devil didn't make me do it. Nobody else made me do it. Every sin. I committed. I did because I wanted to. Nobody had a gun to my head. Nobody forced me to do anything. And we've got to own that. Listen to me, listener. We've got to own that. We've got to get to the place that we say, God, I have sinned. And I need you to save me. I can't fix it, I can't correct it, I can't undo it, only you can. And I need you to come and I need you to do for me what only you can do for me. And if we will do that, God will forgive us each and every time but if we don't do that we need to understand that there's consequences for our sins what did god tell adam and eve eat of any tree that you want but don't eat of that tree because the moment you do ye shall surely die they did they sinned they had the opportunity to confess they didn't. And God said, you got to get out of the garden. He threw them out of that special place, that place that he had created just for them. But he threw them out, told them, you got to go. You can't be here anymore. Why? Because within that garden was the tree of life. And I want you to understand something. If they would have been allowed to stay in that garden, they would have had access to that tree of life, which means they would have lived forever. And I want you to hear me plainly. You cannot live in sin and expect to live forever. The wages of sin was, is, and always will be death. More specifically, the second death. That place called hell. I want you to hear me. Jesus came to offer eternal life. He came to give us abundant life while here below, and eternal life when this life is over. And those of us that come to him, those of us that trust in him, those of us that put our faith in him, in the finished work of Jesus Christ and him crucified, of who he is, And what he has done, we will be saved. We will have eternal life forever. But those that reject him, those that refuse to come to him, those that refuse to confess their sins, refuse to repent of their wicked ways, those that continue to live in sin. Well, just as it was then, so it is now. They will surely die. That's a guarantee. You cannot sin. You cannot live in sin and expect to live forever and one of these days listener hear me i know preachers have been preaching this for years but listen to what i'm telling you one of these days whether it's through the the end the coming of christ or or whether it's via death we're all going to step off into eternity we're all going to stand in front of a a righteous and a just judge The books will be open. For those that have said yes, we get heaven. We get eternal life. We get all the joys and the good things of God. For those that say no, or have rejected Him, they get hell. They die. They get everlasting damnation. They go to that terrible, awful place called hell and it's going to be bad and i know some of you might be saying well i've heard preachers preach that there is no well they're lying to you there is a hell there is a heaven to gain there is a hell to shun both are very real places where very real people are going to spend a very real eternity and it all comes down to which one are you going to go to that's answered by what you did with jesus Did you accept Him and live for Him? Or did you reject Him and continue to live in sin? You see, He gives the opportunity to each and every one of us. I believe there's not one person that's ever lived or will ever live that's not given the opportunity at least once in their life to confess, to come to Christ, to be saved. But for those that say no... God's got no option. He's too holy. He's too pure. To live in the presence of sin, he's too holy. He's too pure to allow the presence of sin to come into his presence. You say, Well, hell, that's a pretty bad place. Sounds like to me, and I just can't see a loving God creating a a place like that. And I can't see a loving God sending us to a place like that. Well, he did create it. The Bible talks about it. It was created for the devils and and the demons. But those that reject Christ, that's where they're going to end up. As far as God sending somebody to, to hell, he don't send nobody there. You see, it comes back to that choice that I talked about earlier. He done everything possible. Jesus came to this earth, born as a baby, lived this life sinlessly so that he could be worthy and qualified to go to that altar to be the sacrificial lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. On the third day he arose and he's now ascended to the right hand of God the Father where he's making intercession to this very day for each and every one of us and he says to whosoever will you may come you may drink of the river of life freely whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved he's no respecter of persons he don't care who you are where you're from what you've done if you will just confess, he will forgive you. If you will just call upon Jesus and believe in him, who he is and what he's done, he will save you. But if at the end of it all you reject him and say no, you literally have to step over the dead body of Jesus. He died to make it possible. For you to have eternal life. For you to be saved. But if you step over the dead body of Christ. If you reject the sacrifice that he gave. If you reject him as Lord and Savior. Then he has got no option but to throw up his hands. Say fine. That's how you want it. That's how it'll be. Listen, He loves you. He wants to save you. He died for you. But He won't force you. I hope that wherever you're at... Uh, Whenever you're listening, that you understand that today is the day of salvation. If you are saved, rejoice. Praise Him. He's worthy to be praised. What an awesome God. What an awesome Savior He is. Praise His holy name forever. I'm so thankful for the day that He saved me. And I'm so thankful that all these years later He has kept me. So if you're listening and you are saved, Blessed be the name of the Lord. But if you're not. Today is the day of salvation. This is the appointed and acceptable hour. He's calling to you. I don't believe it's by accident. That you're listening to this podcast. I believe it's divinely appointed. And he wants to. To do for you what no other can do. But you have to say yes. You have to confess. You have to repent. In just a little bit I'm going to pray a prayer. I hope that you will you will accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. All you have to do is just confess your sins. Ask Jesus to forgive you. Ask Jesus to come into your heart and life. And he will. And then grow, get a Bible, study, read. Listen to future episodes of this podcast. Get in a good Bible-believing church and grow in the Lord. I thank everyone for listening today. It's been a joy to be with you. Privilege to have the opportunity to preach what the Holy Spirit has given me to preach here today. Until next time, God bless. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear, kind, and most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, once again, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your grace, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your blessings, for your protections and your provisions. Thank you for this ministry, the opportunity to to be able to preach what it is that you've given me to preach here at this moment. Father, I pray that you will pour your anointing upon the words that have been spoken. That you will help them to fall upon the ears of those that need to hear. Father, if somebody throughout this this podcast, throughout listening to this podcast, if they've felt you tugging, if they don't know you and they felt you tugging on their heartstrings, I pray that Holy Spirit, you will just draw them in. Let them know that you love them. Reveal yourself right now to them in a real and a mighty way. Help them to make that decision wherever they are, whether they're sitting in their chair or sitting at work or driving down the road, wherever they might be, just help them to just bow their heads and close their eyes and, and just call out to you, a God that loves them, a God that died for them, a God that paid the supreme price, gave the supreme sacrifice, that they could be saved. I just pray that you will have your way in each and every individual's life. That you will move as only you can move. If there's somebody out there that needs saving, I pray that you save them. If there's somebody out there that needs sanctifying, I pray that you're sanctifying. If there's somebody out there that needs divine healing, Father, let them know that you are still the divine healer. Let them know that you can do all things but fail. Let them know that you are the God that can take away their sickness and disease. Let them know that you are the one that can heal their aches and pains. Let them know that you are the miracle-working God of yesterday and that you are still the miracle-working God of today, that you have not lost your power, that you have not grown weary, but that you are still... God, blessed be your name forever. And Father, for those of us that are saved, sanctified, and living for you, we are awaiting, we are expecting, we are anticipating your return. O oh Lord, may it be quickly. As we pray, Jesus, that you will come soon to right every wrong, to fix every problem, to solve every situation, and to take those of us that belong to you to that place that you have prepared for us. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. And pray above all else, Lord, as always, that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' most wonderful and holy name, I pray. Amen. And amen. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.